Hey, listeners. Welcome back to Your Mother Ate My Dog, the podcast. He's Jesse. I'm Josh. And today we celebrate getting home from a long stint in the army by heading to our pregnant wife's location of work at a local watering hole, only to end up getting razzed by the local trunk and punching him so hard in the nose that the bone lodges in his brain, killing him instantly. After serving a ridiculously long sentence for self-defense, we hop on a plane full of cons and head towards freedom, only to run into a little trouble in the desert. We are Nicolas Cage. The movie is Con Air. And it sure was a treat to watch. As someone who has never seen this Oscar-nominated film before, what are your initial thoughts on the ride you just went through? Well, I have to stop you right there and say this was nominated for an Oscar. Uh, it was nominated for Best Original Song and right. like Best Sound Mixing. Best Original Song. Uh, um, yeah, you you start talking and I'll I'll look that up. But I de- it definitely was Oscar nominated. I lost the oh. Titanic both times. Oh, that that little movie, yeah. Well, I got to say, this movie was a wild ride and very over-the-top and crazy, and all the things that I heard about it were basically true, that they were, it was kind of cheesy and ridiculous, but that it was a lot of fun. What about you? What were your initial thoughts? Um, Just to confirm, it was Best Sound and Best Original Song. Okay. Um, it, yeah, it it lost the Titanic, which 1997 Oscars was wild, just a wild ride, which is something we can talk about later, maybe. But mm-hmm. um, I love this movie. I love this movie so much more than I thought I was going to. Um, I had seen this movie before mm-hmm. on air. Who hasn't? You, me. But it has been a long time, much like Charlie's Angels. Um, but it was from start to finish, it was amazing. Um, I am a big Nicolas Cage fan, mm-hmm. which is why I picked this movie in the first place. And he's the greatest actor of our generation. Oh, easily. I will say the lot of th- the the problems that people point out with his performance in this movie, mainly the problems with his uh, accent that he's trying to pull off, which I didn't really find were that it was. I mean, it obviously wasn't very good, but it wasn't like my attention wasn't constantly being drawn to it. And I guess like overall, a criticism of this film is just the acting is not great. But I think probably one of the bigger problems is the writing. Because these actors are forced to say some pretty ridiculous lines and then you would, I don't know who could ever pull pull them off. Especially um, like John Malkovich, he has some pretty ridiculous things he has to say. Most of the time pulling it off. I'm actually quite a big John Malkovich fan myself. And um, I thought he did really well. He he could do no wrong, that John Malkovich. Uh, A problem he had with the film as well was the fact that they kept rewriting his lines every day. So he didn't know where the character was going. And he was a little mad about it, which I guess makes sense. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, one of the questions I have two, two big qu- questions surrounding this film. And number one was, what was that accent? Yeah, um, Nicholas Cage trying to pull off a southern accent, I guess, because he was. The film started in Alabama. Mm-hmm. 
So I guess that was supposed to be Southern. I mean, he rocked it. Uh, I have no problem with with that accent at all. Uh, but what was it? What was what? What was? I mean, I guess that was a more of a a rhetorical oh, question. Oh, what okay. what was it? You know, who knows? Yeah. So that was a two hour runtime. Yes, basically, it was. a little bit less. Mm-hmm. Uh, Action packed from start to finish. Oh. There were no. We watched a few movies where, like, there were some lull parts, mm-hmm. where, like, you you get on your phone, uh, maybe you you go to um, your mother at my dog pod uh, Instagram page and take a look through there. But this movie had very few of those. That is true. I, I will say this movie for me suffered a little bit from my experience in theaters to watching Return of the King, Lord of, Lord of the Rings was that it felt like there was like five endings and you're like, okay, it's over now. And it's like, oh no, we're still going. And especially the part where they land the plane in Las Vegas, that whole scene, like it's very action packed, but it it just felt a little unnecessary to me. And I, I I did find that the movie was a a little long for me. I mean, I did make some notes Mm -hmm. uh, in regards to our eventually getting to our scores. Uh, the ending, I had a lot more written for that one than any other part. Oh, yeah. So I, I'm on the same page for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, but it, that you you are right, though. It was... I, I wasn't, like, bored at any point. Every, every part was interesting and also quite over the top. And I don't know. It was definitely attention-grabbing throughout. How is this movie on Disney Plus? That's how I watched it. There are a lot of moments. Oh yes. Um, that you you might be like, oh, I'm surprised they didn't. I'm surprised they allowed this film on Disney Plus with the kind of language they were using. But yeah, I thought that was weird. okay. Yeah, that was strange for sure. Uh, we've touched on it a little bit. I guess we could um, just go into the cast. This all-star cast, obviously Nicolas Cage, uh, one of the best actors to ever live. Then we have John Malkovich, um, who has—I don't think he's been in anything bad. I can think uh, of John Cusack, mm-hmm. uh, who apparently hated this movie as well, <laughs> just because it was—he he hates Hollywood blockbusters and wants to make more like indie, uh, yeah. thought-provoking films. Mm-hmm. Uh, and him being in this movie kind of stopped um, production companies from casting him in like those right. Owen Wilson type movies. Steve Buscemi, again, all star. Yeah. Plays super creep. I would have liked to see more of Steve Buscemi, but. Yeah. He was like, he got introduced like halfway through. Yeah, there was a lot of potential for him. Kind of fell flat a little bit. It did fall flat. It felt like it felt like they're really building him up to be this terrible, horrible, like imposing character. But he was just kind of like, for me, he was just kind of awkward. And also, I, well, we can get into this later. But like, I, I don't know if he was supposed to be given like in a redemption arc, like he was supposed to be turned good or something. But that was really strange because he didn't murder the little girl. Yeah. Like, <laughs> now he's he's good. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, then we have uh, Ving Rames. Uh, Pulp Pulp Fiction fame, mm-hmm. 
Danny Trejo, uh, Spy Kids fame. Yeah. Um, and then we have Nicolas Cage's daughter, played by Landry Albright. Uh, she her most memorable role was eight year old Martha in the live action Jim Carrey Grinch movie. Yes, I actually so she- I actually spotted her. I was like, I think she's the young version of Martha in the Grinch, and I was totally right. Yep. She plays Child Grinch's love interest. And then the two that stood out to me, um, I was surprised to see uh, Michelty Williamson, Mm -hmm. who played Cameron Poe's, Nicolas Cage's diabetic cellmate, Mm -hmm. best known for playing Bubba in Forrest Gump. Did you know that? I did know that. Have you seen Forrest Gump? I have. Oh, yes, definitely. I, I, I spotted him immediately, too. And as soon as he got shot in this movie, I'm like, oh, no, he's going to die the same way. But he didn't die, thankfully. Well, you haven't seen Con Air, so I thought maybe you hadn't seen Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah, those are both this, you know, on equal level. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, he, could, he couldn't die because, you know, he, he stood up and took one for, right, right. for Cameron Poe. They, they had a great relationship. Mm-hmm. Would have been sad if he died. And then another surprising face, Dave Chappelle playing pinball. Uh, one of the original convicts on the plane, one of John Malkovich's Cyrus's pals who uh, Cyrus disrespects. Yes. And then he dies because they don't let him back on the plane because he lit a guy on fire. And then the guy was like, oh, I'm not going to, I'm going to pay you back by not letting you back on the plane. And then his most important uh, role was actually falling from the plane, already dead. Onto the ground. What a scene that was. Yeah, that was something. Um, I do have a fun fact for you about Dave Chappelle. Okay. And that's, I learned this today. He he turned down the role of Bubba in Forrest Gump. They offered it to him. He said no. So they gave it to Mike T. Williamson. Really? That would have been a different movie with Dave Chappelle as Bubba. Totally. That's crazy. Just Just a fun cast all around. Oh, yeah, for sure. I got to say the um when he, uh I forget his name uh the diabetic cellmate what was it what was his like nickname like baby o or something was that it Sure yeah something like that maybe Yeah yeah when he stood up and took the bullet and uh for um Cameron it, uh Nicolas Cage's reaction to him getting shot was like really well acted like it was one of the most believable like reactions to someone getting shot I've ever seen. Like why do you why do you sound surprised? It's Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I mean, I, it's not so much surprise. I was just kind of like, it was nice to see. Like it was very believable. And I I find myself like whenever I watch because I've seen lots of clips from this movie like on YouTube and stuff. It's very very clippable and very quotable. But I always find myself going back to that scene because I'm just really, like really impressed. But anyway, that's a little side thing. Something um, that I found very disturbing when doing the research after this movie, mm-hmm. going back to the Oscars, uh, best leading actor. Obviously, you know who won the best best actor award in 1997, as I believe this was one of your favorite movies of all time, favorite performances of all time. If you had a guess. I would say that's Anthony Hopkins. No. <laughs> uh, no, I, you hit me with it. 
Okay, I'll tell you the ones who lost. Okay. Nicolas Cage, not one of them. And then you'll be surprised at who won the award. And you'll be like, oh, yeah, okay. Best, Actually, Best Actress also came from this movie. But Dustin Hoffman lost for his role as Stanley in Wag the Dog, a movie I've never heard of before. Mm-hmm. Peter Fonda lost for his role as uh, U- Ulysses Jackson in Uli's Gold, a movie I've never heard of before. Robert Duvall lost in The Apostle, uh, a movie I've never heard before. Matt Damon lost for his role as Will Hunting in Good Will Hunting, okay. one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson, as good as it gets, won Best Actor in oh. 1997. Okay. Nicholas well, that... Cage should, did not, not even nominated. Yeah, that's uh, that's a crime, really. Helen Hunt won Best Actress. Yeah, that is a good movie. As good as it gets, lost to that, I guess it's not the Titanic, lost to Titanic mm-hmm. for Best Picture. What a year. Was this the best movie we've ever seen? Was this the best movie we've ever seen? Do you mean for the podcast or just in in life? In life. Uh, so, okay. So we've talked about some good stuff. We've talked about some bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh did you have any more like negative things to say before we we hammer home all the good stuff? I would say out of all the performances, the one that really that I didn't like the most was uh, the guy playing that DEA agent, like the you know, the head of the DEA. And he gets his car destroyed and he's just like he's a jerk, but he it's it's just like taken too far and it just becomes like unbelievable. Like no one is that big of a dick. A jerk. He got his comeuppance, though. Lost he did. his car behind that, the plane. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that was good to see, but yeah, I don't know. It was distracting. He was just like annoyingly uh, obnoxious. Like, Played did... devil's advocate for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that he, they needed to have somebody like him to play opposite John Cusack to make right to make that character pop better on screen I think no no that does make sense like I, I if it was if he was just toned down like very slightly then I would have been totally on board he just like his performance just sort of took me out of it just a little bit like none none of the other performances was I'm like oh like oh they're really hamming it up and Oh, I didn't like how he did that. It's just kind of like it worked, but for this one, it just it it was distracting. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was a Jerry Bruckheimer film, so everything was over the top. True. I mean, that's a saying, and again, that's saying a lot for this movie because it's a very over the top movie overall. For sure. I mean, Jerry Bruckheimer. He's done. He did the Bad Boys franchise, mm-hmm. so. Pretty similar, a lot of explosions. He did the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. He did two Tom Cruise movies, Top Gun and Days of Thunder. Both Top Gun and Days of Thunder, it felt a lot like this movie. Like they had similar music, mm-hmm. a lot of explosions and walking away, a lot of like distance shots. Yeah. Um, the movie that I was surprised to see that he did was Kangaroo Jack. Oh, God, I remember that movie. 
Anthony Anderson's best work. Yes, yeah. As opposed to, yeah, what was he in that movie? Like something Malibu. What was he in that movie that he was in? Yeah. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about, anyway. but Kangaroo Malibu, maybe the sequel. Oh, yeah. It just Con Air was like a pretty. It fit into the mold mm-hmm. of what he he was known for in the you know late '80s, early '90s. I guess this is more late '90s, mm-hmm. but. And it made a a lot of money. It made a lot of money. People love this kind of stuff. Totally. It is very entertaining. Oscar nominated. Oscar nominated. That's right. Um. the The second question I had about this film, besides what was the accent Nicolas Cage was doing, mm-hmm. was so he started the the manslaughter charge when he. When he palmed the guy's nose through his skull. Yes. That was in Alabama. Okay. How did he end up in a prison in California? There should have been, you know, it's he like maximum security, sure, but you think he would have ended up east, not California. The answer to that question obviously is uh, it was more convenient for the film if he ended up in California so they could do all that like Vegas stuff all that right. deserty mm-hmm. so that makes sense but script wise I mean a, a little bit of a plot hole I guess I mean this movie wasn't totally like perfect with its plot I mean there was t- t- plenty of times where it's like well that could have that was kind of I don't know I found problem plenty of problems with the plot. I never once thought about that though, but that is a good point. Thank you. Um, okay, well, <laughs> we let's let's get into our scores because I think we have a lot to talk about okay. in regards to the ending. Let's do it. But we'll start with originality. Go for okay. it. Okay. Well, I don't know if I can say it's all that original. Granted, I don't know. You know, the time this came out in 97, I don't know if there was movies like this beforehand. I mean, it's an, it's just pretty generalized action movie. Put a lot of cons together and watch their antics. I don't know if that sort of thing had been done before. I imagine it probably had. Um, I thought there was definitely some unique scenes and situations. I mean, they were there for sure. Uh, for originality, maybe I'd go... Uh, I hit it right down the middle, I'd say. Like a five. That's exactly where I went with it too. Uh, it's an action movie. We've like it's a structure we've seen before, beginning, middle, end. Um, there's a little bit of a new twist though, like prisoners on a plane. Have they ever done that before? Yeah. Like yeah, that... you said, like if we end up watching snakes on a plane after this <laughs> at some point, the originality will probably take a hit because they've already kind of done plane stuff. Yeah. Um. I was actually happy that they didn't spend the entire movie on the plane. Mm-hmm. It's called Con Air. And John Malkovich did say the words Con Air more than once, which I appreciated. So, like, that kind of helped the score. Yeah. Um, and it was refreshing to have it broken up a little bit. But it wasn't really inventing the wheel. So five, I think, is a pretty fair score. The ending, I gave a six, which might be a little bit higher than what you're going for. Uh, because I'm, 
uh, I'm a Conair Homer. It seems like I'm very pro Conair. This movie's amazing. The movie didn't want to seem to end. So, like you said, alluded to earlier, they landed the plane in the middle of the Vegas Strip, surrounded by police. So that's where you thought, hey, that's the end of the movie. Then somehow Cyrus gets on a fire truck. Yes. And then instead of seeing his wife and like, like Nicholas Cage didn't have to do anything else. He could have just, like, he was done. But then he's like, you know what? Yeah. Let me take these police bikes. That was weird, um, just hopping on a police bike. Vegas. How did it start? I don't know. I guess they just, <laughs> they, they're very trusting in Vegas. Yeah. And then, you know, long story short, John Malkovich gets his head bashed in, which was the only real good ending. Because, mm-hmm. like, there's no way he could go back to prison. That would have... No. That would have uh, made the score a little bit smaller for me, I think, a little right. bit lower. Mm-hmm. But So I gave it a six. Okay. Uh, for me, yeah, it just felt like... I don't know what it, what the feeling, like how I got this feeling with the movie, but it felt like by the time they had gotten to that airstrip in the middle of nowhere, like in the desert, that this movie had gone on for the length of a normal movie, that a movie that it should have. Like I was like, okay, we're coming to the end. The military's here. Everyone, all the characters are here. This is bound to be either the, the ending or very close to the ending. And then they all get on the plane again, and they all, and then they land in Vegas. I'm like, okay, they've landed in Vegas. That's got to be the end. It's like, okay, no, now we're on a car, we're in a car chase. It's like, really, and it, like it just didn't feel. It just felt like he just like let's put more action in. It's an action movie, more, and it. It just didn't feel believable. Not like this is a very believable movie, but for those three guys to like crawl under the plane and get into a fire truck like no problem i just it didn't really work for me and so for me i'd probably be way down at like a a three and a half four something like that it wasn't for me it's almost like the original ending was them landing in vegas and then jerry bruckheimer or whoever was like no that's not good enough you want to send the audience home yeah. so then he did the or maybe the ending, the original ending, was just like the firefight, and then oh, right. we gotta end, we gotta land it. Oh no, we gotta one last chase. We need a good way for Cyrus the virus to to get his comeuppance. Yeah, it just felt it just it kept feeling like an afterthought. Like it just kept getting tapped on and tapped on, and not like a very well defined ending. Three and a half is a fair score. Mm-hmm. What was your expectation? coming into this this film well it, it definitely exceeded my expectations that's for sure i mean when you hear about con air you hear about well people are mean to nick cage i mean he the accent thing was a bit of a problem but uh no it was much better than i thought it was going to be it was super entertaining i did have that problem with with the ending but looking beyond that it's like i would say i'd be more at like an eight I really thought this movie was supposed to be terrible and it just, it wasn't. I have already seen the movie as I've said, um, but I haven't seen it for a long time. And I thought that, you know, it's probably going to be pretty lame. My expectation score was a nine because it was amazing. A campy Nicolas Cage movie about a man with a Southern accent 
saving the world from a plane of escaped convicts. And I loved every second of it. Yep. It was so fun to watch. Mm -hmm. I never wanted to end it. They could have kept kept doing (laughs) chases. Yep. Um, There was a line, the best line in a movie that I've heard in a long time. And that was Nicolas Cage saying to John Cusack that I now trust three men. And that broke my heart. This, I forgot to say this in the ending, but like him seeing his wife and child for the first time in 10 years, he'd never even seen his child, tears to my eyes. The conversation they had um, with the dirty bunny was awkward and it probably wasn't necessary. They could have just run to each other and like fireworks could have gone off in the background and that would have been amazing. But they talked and then and then the, the daughter, never seeing uh, her father before, hugs him. And it was like heartwarming. I, yeah, I will say on that too that, yeah, that like reunion, although Nicolas Cage is meeting his daughter for the first time. It was it was a little awkward, and it wasn't as like, oh, there you are. Like it was just kind of like, hey, <laughs> like it was not very. It was a weird interaction, but at the end, yes, it was it was heartwarming. You imagine though, you go to jail for ten years, you don't see your girlfriend. Um, she doesn't visit for some reason. It's California. I mean, she lives in Alabama, so that's that's far. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just you see her for the first time in ten years. That would be awkward. So I guess great, so. another great acting job. Okay, by Nicolas Cage, mm-hmm. amazing. Which leads us to our acting score. Okay, well, I really liked the acting in this movie. I, except for that DEA agent, which I which I've already talked about, I just thought that. Yes, there, the performances were over the top, but it was an over-the-top movie, and they just really worked. And also, the cons for me, like, the cons were all very unique from each other. And it, they didn't sort of all meld into one for me. Like, they each had their own attributes, and, like, it, it they, they stood out from one another. And I think that was just a, a testament to... The, perform- the performances of those those actors separately, and so I would I'd be I'd be at an eight. Good score. Um, I went seven point five because I thought that I was being way too generous to this film. The first few scores, <laughs> um, obviously Nicolas Cage, great in everything he's in. Um, full disclosure: Nicolas Cage and I share a birthday, so I feel like I know him. Uh, John Malkovich is always a compelling villain. Totally. And like you said, like the B characters, they were all so well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hated the DEA agent. I hated the wife. Uh, the wife might have been the, the one unconvincing actor in this whole thing. Mm. But thankfully, she was only in it briefly. Yeah. Steve Buscemi was great. I wish he had more of a role, more of a fleshed out character like he was... um, the tea party in the empty pool was good, but yeah, weird. He was a little. He was definitely flat. They could have done more with him, but I mean, even the DEH agent had a change of heart. He had a nice character arc. Mm-hmm. That's true. 
So 7.5 acting overall, I gave the film 8.5 out of 10. Nice. Yeah, I would be like at a seven and a half. Close, pr- pr- closer to an eight than a seven, like pretty close to an eight. Easily the best movie that we've seen on this podcast so far. Episode six. Um, we're kind of, we're seeing a lot of um, over-the-top movies. Yes. Maybe we're just in a mood, but um, I'm sure the next one that you're you're going to pick out is more down-to-earth. Maybe they don't even leave the ground in it, but uh, 8.5 out of 10, Con Air, best movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to drop some hints for our next movie that aren't your misleading hints from last week, which I'm not even sure made it into the podcast. No, they didn't. Um, but now I'll have to explain that. So I <laughs> wanted to see Memento. Um, I, sh- I need to watch that just on my own, but uh, Jesse had already seen it. So and that's, uh, it was tough. It was tough. And that's not to say like, I know that Josh has seen some of these movies, but he saw them a long time ago. I had watched Memento like months, a couple months ago or like six months ago or something. It was pretty recent. We try to get films we either haven't seen at all or haven't seen in a long time. Correct. Um, so this, we mentioned this actor's name last episode. And he was in a, he was like sort of put up against his brother. See who he liked better. The person I'm talking about, of course, is Owen Wilson. He will be in this film. Now, I don't know anything about this movie. I haven't seen a single clip from it. Midnight in Paris. It is not Midnight in Paris, no. The only reason I even know of its existence was because I watched... I watched like an interview video with Owen Wilson and he, he mentioned it and I'm like, and I was like, what? And then I like quickly looked it up. I'm like, okay, that's what we're watching. So that's, I guess it's just a tiny hint. It has Owen Wilson in it. And I would say it, I don't even know what year it came out, but if I were to guess around this, when this movie came out. 1997 is a late 90s movie. That would be my guess. But I don't actually know for sure. I didn't. I try not to look too much into it. It came out. It came out in '99. Uh, do you know any other actors in it that wouldn't give it away? Yes. Ooh, hmm. Uh, one that wouldn't give it away. Jeez. What actress that would give the movie away? Well, I guess not. I don't know how many people even heard of this movie. Although I think it did quite well in theaters. I think it made quite a bit of money. Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones is in it as well. It sounds oh. to me that you haven't seen this movie. Uh, is Jackie Chan in it? No. Hmm. Is Antonio Banderas in it? No. Well, I am interested. Yes, yes absolutely. Oh, this is going to be great. I am very excited for it. Yeah, it wouldn't. it wouldn't be a movie that I would have seen... And if I had seen it, it would have been like 20 years ago. Right. So, so it, it's touching more closely to our roots as friends who watch movies together, where we used to watch those terrible horror movies 
that we buy blindly at thrift stores, and we watch them together. It's like a cheesy horror sort of feel. And so I, I kind of wanted to get back to that, and this was just like the perfect opportunity. Well, color me intrigued. Well, we'll see. Hopefully you haven't seen it and you're not just misremembering, but we shall see. Well, I guess we'll find out after this is over and you tell me. Um, yes. As we're wrapping up, mm -hmm. I have one final word on Con Air, the 1997 Oscar-nominated film starring Nicolas Cage. The director of this film, Simon West, directed the music video, his, one of his first jobs he ever had, the music video for Rick Astley's mega hit, Never Gonna Give You Up. <laughs> Somehow that led to this. Well, I mean, that's such a timeless classic that it, it makes perfect sense to me. Even though in 1997, it, it was not the hit that it was today. I don't think anybody knew. That's probably true. Knew about it as, as well as they know now. Hey. But that's, that's the last word. I love it. On Conair. Okay, well, again, I didn't write anything. Um, I don't have an ending, so... <laughs> okay. Just going to have to wrap this up like we normally do. All right. Excited for Owen Wilson, and hopefully Luke's in it as well. I don't think that he is. I'm not going to lie to you. Liam Neeson is in it also. Wow. I hope he has an accent. He, he much, might. Much better than Nicolas Cage's. Yeah. All right, Jesse, well, thank you so much for doing this. Oh, you're quite welcome. Um, episode 6. Con Air. Just a wonderful time we always have. Um, totally. Thank you so much for listening, everybody, and liking our stuff and sharing it if you can. Be nice. Please check out our Instagram, as mentioned before. Yeah, we got little we got little yeah, clips you're... from every episode. I think soon we'll be uh, having a little bit more variety and material on our on our page. So look out for that. Sure. Look out for mm -hmm. everything. Great. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, um, on that note, goodbye. Bye. Bye.